You know when you're working a night shift and it's 3 a.m. and it's like, are we drunk or delirious? I'm Emily. And I'm Hannah. And you're listening to Drunk or Delirious, a night shift podcast. I wish there was one store where I could buy all the things that I need for my shift that are all actually good quality. Wait, have you heard of Adney? No. What's Adney? Adney is a holistic marketplace for healthcare workers. Think Amazon for healthcare. Really? Ooh, so could I get like scrubs from there? Yes. What about compression socks? Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, even like cute nursing apparel? Absolutely. And they're all brands that have been vetted by healthcare workers, and some are even healthcare worker owned. Oh my God, wow. I just found the app and the website, and they have everything that you could need. And such great gifts for all of my healthcare besties. Yes. Check out the link in our bio to shop all of our Adney Faves today. That's A D N I dot C O, and head to the App Store to download the Adney app today. It's always weird because we're always talking right before we start recording and then we so have then to say hi like, again. Hi. <laughs> but we're saying hi to you. So hello. Yes. Hi, everyone. Hello, hello to all. <laughs> oh, my God. Did I tell you? I feel like I told you about that. But hello to all. Uh, where were we? We It was me and I think like Joey and BB were all at, I think, like a beer festival. Mm-hmm. And... Oh, no, 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 no. I remember we were walking in downtown Golden and like along the river or whatever. And there was this like group of all these like really attractive men that walked by us. And basically we just like looked at them and I was like, because we would be like, hello, (laughs) like, you know, hello to like attractive people whenever we would see a hot person. And then we... I was like, hello to all. <laughs> all of the, all of you. All, all of the attractive people. And so now that, that became a thing. Um, I haven't said all. that in a really long time, but. I love it. That could be an intro for us. Hello to all of <laughs> you. Hello to all. all. We love you all. <laughs> we do love you all. Oh my gosh. Uh, well, yeah. we, so we, um, Emily and I recorded an episode like last week when I was in Maine that will be released next week. So it's mm-hmm. a little out of order. So that kind of gives a life update. So we don't really have much. But um Yeah, we do have no, a I'm fun just, episode like, bore today. You guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Repeating we, ourselves. Which we also recorded already. Um so we're recording the intro after talking to her, but it was my cousin Katie, um, <sighs> who's a new grad nurse and she was great. She She's crushed so, it. It's a she, great episode. Yeah, it is a really great episode about like her going to nursing school like and slash college like during the pandemic and then post pandemic and then you know her her journey to find her first job and taking the new NCLEX which I think is like I mean it's the first I've heard of someone taking it so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah which she said well you'll see in the episode but she said it seemed better but it's hard to compare but we kind of compared like our experiences with hers and stuff and mm-hmm. it's cool it's cool that she's she's graduated now and she's a fresh she's a fresh fresh nurse. nurse we love her so bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and that's great for her 
We hope it stays that way. But we love her and we hope you guys enjoyed the episode with her. This week we have a very special guest, someone very close to me and my heart and my family, my cousin Katie, my baby cousin Katie, but not so much a baby anymore. Um, She just graduated nursing school and got her first big girl job and everything and passed the NCLEX, so we're going to talk all things new grad nursing. Katie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. We're so excited to have you on. It's going to be a really good episode. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've had this idea for a while and then seeing you and everything, I was like, oh yeah, would you want to come on? And she was like, sure. And I was like, oh, perfect. Perfect. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) My friends are all excited. I told them about it and they're like, you have to send me the link. I want to hear it. Oh yeah. Send it to all your friends. Hello. Yes. (laughs) We have a lot of episodes like in the past about like. Well, mo- I mean, most of it's geared towards, like, travel and NICU nursing, I feel like. But we have a couple, like, new grad, mm-hmm. don't we, episodes? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, we got Probably. some new grad episodes. <laughs> so browse through, you know, check out. <laughs> I think so. I'm pretty sure we do. And we had, you know, we talked to someone that took the NCLEX, like, four or five times oh gosh, before they yeah. passed. Um, we've talked to people, like, of all different specialties as well, yeah. so... We had uh, Stephanie Beggs on, if you guys follow. RN Explained. RN Explained. On Instagram, she was on. That's a good one. If you're still, like, trying to pass the NCLEX, check that one out. Mm-hmm. She's amazing. Check her out in general. She has, like, study sheets and all kinds of, like, cool videos and tips and stuff. But yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Let's dive in. So, yeah. Katie, we usually start this by having our guests, like, just tell us a little bit about themselves. Um where you went to nursing school, what kind of nurse you became, anything that you really want to share with us? Sure. So um, I went to nursing school at University of New Hampshire. I just graduated in May. Um, And I'm originally from Maine, so I ended up moving back and I'm working in Portland at Maine Med. Uh, I ended up working at a med surge respiratory floor. Um, I had no idea what I wanted to actually go into, so I didn't pick a specialty. And it was day shift. So that's why I ended up with respiratory because I that's saw the day incredible. shift. I know Very I fair. saw the the new sh- the new grad day shift, and I was like, I'll sign up for that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and honestly, they also paid the most and gave bonus. So I was like, I can live at home and I can work, and it wow. was just yeah, the best of everything. Awesome. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's yeah. amazing. That's like like unheard of to get days. Except yeah. for my coworker started in the ED, the ED um, for days like years ago, and I was like, "What? You've never done night shift? Like, <laughs> I've never yeah. done night shift. I don't think it would. I don't think I would like it. So I'm gonna try not to. <laughs> that would be great if you could avoid it at all costs. You're gonna live longer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, Emily and I are fucked, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah, we cut off some years of our life there. <laughs> um. Okay, so how did you know that you wanted to become a nurse? Um, honestly, I'm not really you sure I knew. Inspired by me, right? No, I actually was. You and our uh. grandmother, um, they both were nurses, and you guys always talked about it when I was growing up. Nana was a little more like uh, inappropriate timing at the dinner table, telling old stories. But you would come over and you would talk talk about all the like babies you saw in the NICU, and like you were like. I just thought, well, A, I thought you were so cool. And I was like, I want to do what Hannah's doing. And it sounded fun. And I also had no idea what else I wanted to do. 
it was that or engineering and my mom made me watch a video on engineering for like the university of maine and i called her crying and i was like i don't want to be an engineer and she was like you don't have to be an engineer and i was like oh, okay two very so, different specialties i know also like ways of thinking i feel like so I don't know. So it kind of just happened and I don't know what else I would have chosen. So it kind of was just the no brainer for me. That's hilarious. So that's also like the two jobs in our family. It's either I know. <laughs> really? It probably that's was funny. that. Yeah. That was leading me down that path. But yeah. Funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. I was going to say good choice, but I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my God. <laughs> no, no, no. We love nursing. Yeah. She's don't taint her her mindset yet. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um so when did you start nursing school? Like what year? Twenty nineteen fall. So oh, right before COVID. Right <laughs> I only had a semester and a half before COVID. And uh-huh. it was like not even nursing school yet. Cause like the first year is just like, you're taking anatomy. You're taking, we call them discovery. It's just like, you're taking your math classes, your English classes, like the ones you have to take. So it was just like, I was in, like, I wasn't even like I was in nursing school yet. Um, and the first semester was great. It was uh, normal. I'm assuming what was mm-hmm. normal in college. <laughs> and then second semester was great. And then it was so weird. We all were so excited because they were like, Oh, the world's shutting down for two weeks. Y'all get to go home for, an extra week of spring break and we all were like great send us home and then we never went back and I did the second semester of my freshman year online from my bedroom which was terrible yeah but luckily it wasn't any like nursing nurse things yet so it was just like I was taking microbes in my bedroom which meant it was all online and I didn't have to learn at all because I still don't know anything about microbes <laughs> but um so yeah and then we ended up getting to go back sophomore year and we were living in the dorms and it was, it was really weird. But so I had, I have, at that time I had three best friends in school and they were all in nursing with me. So I lived with one, his name's Cameron. And then Alice and Megan lived two doors down the hall in our dorm room. I'm, I'm sorry, our dorm. And um, that was like our life, like sophomore year, like we first semester, we, between those two rooms, that's where we were there at the dining hall or like in the classroom like because everything was just so strict and like at one point they were like you're not allowed to have more than one extra guest in your room and we were like okay fuck that there's going to be four of us in the room because what is one of us supposed to go sit in the room by themselves and everyone else <laughs> like it was kind of crazy like masks all the time like you had to wear a mask to the bathroom you could only take it off when you're brushing your teeth and then had to go back on like it was yeah and you got reported like if you were found in the hallway without a mask like it was kind of insane wow. um i wouldn't do it again but it was fun for the time that it was. <laughs> and I didn't know any different. Like, that's all I knew. So, yeah, my sophomore year was probably honestly one of the, like, the hardest year of school for me, I think. Because, like, the seclusion that we were in, like, just literally just the three of us all together all the time. And then in class, you had to be, like, social distance and, like, nowhere near anyone else. And, like, and we were taking our drugs class that semester. It was the first year of actually like nursing school classes. So it kind of was like a kick in the ass. I was like, okay, so it's getting hard and I don't know how to do this <laughs> and I don't know what I'm doing. And I was a perfectionist in high school. And I like, I think freshman year, I got a 78 on our first anatomy exam and I like cried. I was like, oh my gosh, it's not an 80. It's not, I, so getting over that and realizing that that's okay was took a lot of time sophomore year. Um, but then junior year, we moved out and we moved into the, the lodges is just an apartment complex it's technically off 
campus but the bus comes to it so it was like perfect yeah and so the four of us moved in together we all had our own bedrooms own bathrooms with shared living and kitchen i know it was perfect it was incredible and then um that was much better because i'm pretty sure we still had to wear masks to class but like outside you didn't have to wear them there was no more social distancing like and because we lived off campus like you didn't have to wear a mask like in our apartment so that was good and i mean we took meds our junior year is what it is but covid kind of was like not as big of a deal also it hits the second year like we were used to it Mm -hmm. and um i forgot to mention sophomore year the only thing it really messed up was our clinical we had like a clinical but it was like in a sim lab sophomore year you had a sim partner and you would just do assessments on like another nursing student and they do it to you and like we like learned how to do like glucose checks on each other and we gave our like (laughs) flu vaccines to each other and like so I think it was pretty helpful, but they gave us like these assignments before we were supposed to go to this clinical and it would be like, take this pool noodle and insert the Foley catheter into it. And at this time, none of us had known anything. Like we didn't know how to insert a Foley now. It just makes sense. Cause you're like, obviously it goes step by step. Like, but then I was like, it says, take this and sprinkle it on there and then wipe that. What are we even talking? And you're trying to hold the pool noodle. And like, so like they you made us do things me, like that. You put a catheter <laughs> on an actual pool noodle? Yes, and it's like a fake usually no. like a fake penis or something you can put it and, in. And we had to record ourselves doing it and we had to pretend we were doing it to our sim partner and like walk them through it. But then I had this I had the steps off the camera and I'm trying to look at them because I can't remember the fifteen steps of putting in the catheter and you have to get the camera like in one shot because you have to submit that for your professor to watch. We were like Oh my god. Yeah, it was a little crazy. That wasn't very <laughs> helpful, but <laughs> yeah um but yeah so junior and senior year were honestly they were great school went back to normal like we had all this right classes and like clinicals were fine and um and friends were great and like it it honestly got much better junior and senior year sophomore year year was a little rough (laughs) that's crazy yeah it's interesting though Mm -hmm. like hearing your experience I was like, I don't know when it hit for me three years ago, I was 26. I always say that, like, I feel like I was at a very like lucky stage of life when it hit because I wasn't like in school or anything. So you're not like affected, like not going to prom or like, like you were affected during college and like, I don't have kids or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's a whole different situation too. Um, So I feel like, yeah, I mean, it still affected me, but I was still going to work every day. Like, there was a lot of things that were still within my normal routine. But, God, I mean, I feel like you're lucky, too, because it sounds like you made really good friends, like, first semester. Mm -hmm. Because if you didn't have those connections, like, they could have been – I mean, it was already super secluded. Like, you said it was secluded – secluding. I don't know. I don't know. You felt secluded (laughs) even with those friends. Mm -hmm. But, like, oh, my gosh. Like, imagine yeah. if you didn't have them or something. Like, I bet a lot mm. of people were, like, alone, you know? Yeah, I think that the only reason it ended up being okay is because I had them, and then junior year we met a girl who lives – is also in nursing. So there's five of us who are, like, best friends. We're all in nursing. It was, like, I don't know how it ended up. And I don't know how we didn't kill each other because we we lived together. We did went to school together, and we did everything socially together. Like, I was literally never without them. But we didn't kill each other, and we still love each other to this day, which I feel is pretty impressive. <laughs> Um, (laughs) but 
like yeah I think without them it would have sucked because I wouldn't have had people just to hang out with like if I didn't have a best friend or best friends in school I don't think I think that's why a lot of kids didn't like wanted to drop out and did drop out because they didn't have like a support system and people who are going through the same thing or friends that they could be with all the time yeah it also makes the reality of like what career you're going into so much more real like you're like oh i'm i'm going to nursing school blah 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 and then all of a sudden a freaking pandemic hits it's just like oh really mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. like this is very real like this is what i'm actually like this is my going to be my job like is this really what i want to do yeah when i started clinicals it was after the pandemic so i'd never been in a hospital without a mask like that was weird mm-hmm. what in may everyone started stopped wearing masks like i don't wear one now and it's yeah. really weird and I have to remember that people can, I do, I have to remember people can see my face because I'll be in the patient's room, something reeks, and I'm like, like over there scrunching up my face. <laughs> my friends are like, hey, stop that. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just remembering not to make any like, yeah. like annoyed faces. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ooh, I have to catch myself with that also. I also talk to myself, or used to talk to myself behind my mask, like, or like kind of, you know, I'm talking to the babies, talking to myself, and I'm like, and then I realized, like, I do that without the mask. And I'm like, I look crazy. <laughs> Stop doing that. <laughs> Whatever. It is what it is. That's so funny. Did you ever have any feelings, like, of, like, reservations when you saw what the nursing field was going through during the pandemic? Like, what, like, these nurses and, you know, I mean, EDs and the ICUs in New York and everything were having to deal with? I think I didn't, I truly didn't know what nursing was when I went into nursing school. Same. So like seeing this, I was like, what am I doing? Like, do I really want to do what they're doing? Like, I mean, TikTok was huge, got huge, like right around the pandemic. And so I'm seeing all these nurses on there, like with like, they're like, like literally crying or they're reusing their masks or like they have like the bloody, their nose is all bloody. And like, I'm like sitting here and I'm like, not even a nurse yet. And I'm like, this seems terrifying. I, I honestly didn't know how to process it because I didn't know what a nurse did I still at that time because I hadn't had a clinical mm-hmm. I think I'm, my clinical was in a rehab which doesn't really show you what a nurse does so I was just it was slowly coming to the I, I finally come to the realization of what a nurse is obviously because I am one and I've been a CNA too which then you can see them in your clinicals and whatever but at that time I think I was slowly like opening my eyes to being like wow nursing is just not exactly what I thought it was mm-hmm <laughs> yeah 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 uh, <laughs> i thought nursing was like the people at the doctor's office who like take your weight i mean you could, like, that is nursing you could I mean, do it that is, it is it's a type. <laughs> but i was like oh yeah for sure like that's a cute little job <laughs> yeah it is a cute little job that sounds great yeah <laughs> and then you go to clinical and you're putting you're giving an enema to an 89 year old man and you're just like oh oh, <laughs> oh, like, oh this is what i have to do like oh okay. I see. <laughs> yeah which is why yeah. i do babies but... i'm like props to you for going into <laughs> to med surge yeah i don't know i'll let you know how it goes <laughs> yeah um so your senior year did you have like a preceptorship Thing, or I did. Know. I had. I had. We called it practicum, 
um and i did it so our school actually changed it up it was our second year doing it differently they split it up so you could do it summer summer fall spring or winter so that way you had four different times to pick from so that way the specialties like it not all of us were doing it at one time so that way they could get more of us into specialties which i think is actually really smart Mm -hmm. but i ended up doing the classic in the spring so right before i graduated so i took it i did it in the fall nope i did it in the spring um right before i graduated (laughs) and before we did this so like i think the summer before senior year you filled out like a form that said like where do you want like where do you want your practicum like hopefully you'll get your top three that was their goal to get us all and they have like literally everything you could think of but my dumbass put med surge they've also had medical and surgical two different things so i put them as the top two because i literally didn't know what i wanted to do but someone should have knocked me upside the head and said you should pick something that you don't know if you want to do so that way you know before you go into nursing but nobody told me that so um i had med surge first so which means meant i was for sure gonna get it and i ended up getting a cardiac step down unit which is not med surge but i mean it's not like a it's not like the ED or the OR or like NICU or PEDS. So in my head, it was still kind of med surge, yeah. but they kind of threw me a little bit. So I ended up being in a cardiac step-down unit. Um, and I had a male preceptor, which I was like, whatever, that's fine. I've never, I don't think I've ever actually worked with a male nurse before though. So I was like, maybe it'll be good. Like to have an experience like with a guy, whatever. So the first day I show up, I'm like terrified. Like I'm so nervous which I was being dramatic, I was fine, but I was just so anxious to like get yeah. there and start it. And it's my first like time doing 12s in school because before we were only doing eights and whatever. And so it ended up that he was a bit of an aggressive teacher. He, um, everything was a test. Like everything was, what's this answer? And if you don't know, I'm going to let you walk yourself through it until you figure it out while I'm staring at you. And I would be like, and I like I feel like it didn't get through his brain that yes I was in my last semester of nursing school but I hadn't yet to apply any of these things so I did learn it but I still didn't know how to do it really do you know what I mean so I went in there and I felt like he's expecting me to know everything like it was like he he told me I get three I don't knows a day and after that I don't get to say I don't know I have to figure it out exactly so I'm petrified and I was like for the first four weeks I like to say I was hazed like he genuinely drilled me on everything and anything that you could think of and then eventually started to get easier and he would ask less questions he goes yeah because you you know I just made you so good that now I don't need to ask you so much or or push you so hard because I know you know it and like and it was just like it was a I learned a lot I learned a lot and I learned how to stand up for myself because eventually I was like, yeah, I can't do this anymore. But I, it was slightly traumatizing. I think like it was just Mm -hmm. little things. Like I, he also worked every weekend. So I don't know how that ended up happening, but I was like working every weekend. I had plans to go to a Hamilton show with my friend in Boston. It was a Saturday night. He worked that Saturday and Sunday. And so my mom was like, you're going like you paid for this and you made plans back in February and it's now what like April like you're gonna go and so I was like okay so I told him I was like I have this show like and I'm going to go I actually said it was my grandparents because I was like maybe if I said my grandparents bought it for me he's more likely to say yes but my mom was like you're telling him you're not asking so I was like I need to leave early today because I need to go to this that my grandparents are taking me to and he was like okay he was like don't tell your like your professor because it'll just be between us and you can get the hours and I was like okay great whatever I was like that sounds amazing 
So I went and I know, I know, but just wait. So I went and my friend, it was in Boston. My friend lives south of Boston. So I slept at her house after Hamilton. We went to sleep at one and I needed to leave the house at five. So I got four hours of sleep and I am not a four hour sleep girl. Like I need my eight hours, like, or else I cry. Like I get frustrated and I cry. So I get into clinical and I'm like, 10 minutes late from where I'm normally supposed to be there but the day before he had told me it's okay like just be there by like 7 30 and so I was like okay but I was like there mm, 6 45 I think like I was there on time and so I get there and the first words out of his mouth are like oh how am I gonna punish you today for leaving early yesterday and so I was like well, fuck I was like I didn't realize that this was a punishment or I was gonna get a punishment so we're starting the day and my brain is not on because I'm exhausted. I didn't get enough sleep. And so we're in the med room pulling, I'm pulling meds and he's trying to ask me a question about the med that I'm pulling and I'm ignoring him because I'm like, I can't listen to you and pull these at the same time. My brain is not doing that today. So then he like pauses and he goes, I just have a proposition for you. And I was like, what? He's like, this is just like a question. It's just like a suggestion. He's like, if I threaten to, to tell your professor that you skipped out yesterday on clinical, would you perform better today? Immediately I burst into tears in the med room. I'm now sobbing. And he goes, no, okay, I'm not gonna do it. I was just, I was just, it was just an idea. And I was like, no, it's not gonna make me perform better. He was like, okay, I, I won't do it. And I was like, why would you say that? What the fuck? It gets worse, it gets worse. <laughs> So then right after we do this, we're going into a room. I think the patient was like 28. So he was with it. So everything that my preceptor was saying to me, he could understand. Like, you know, when it's like an old lady, they aren't like computing at all. So it's like, okay. So anything he yeah, says, like, people. no, but like sometimes when you walk in the room and you're talking to the computer, they're not listening. But I know this 29 year old yeah. sitting on that bed and he's like watching me totally. and he's like, already like, why is there this young girl in my room who probably doesn't know what she's doing, which maybe I didn't, but besides the point. So at this place, they also didn't have LNAs or CNAs. So I walked in and I handed the bag of meds to my preceptor and I'm sorry, I take the vitals because that was my job if we didn't have CNAs or LNAs, which I don't know why they didn't have those. And I go to the computer and I log in and I'm like, can I have the meds? And he's like, what meds? And I'm like, the bag of meds I just gave you. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about, Katie. I don't have a bag of meds. And I was like, where, no, where are the meds? He's like, I don't know, Katie, where did you put them? I don't have them. And I was like, so then I start to panic. I'm like, where did I put the meds? And I look around the room and the bag is sitting on the patient's bedside table. So I walk over and I grab them and I go back to the computer and I like start scanning them. And I look at him and I'm like, I gave you these when we walked in the room. And he goes, I know, you should just always know where the meds are. And I was like, <laughs> such an ass. Um, I was like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like that every day. And it was honestly a little traumatizing. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. I feel like, sure, there sometimes if a preceptor can kind of like really make you critically, critically think and like doesn't just give you the answers. I think that that's, that's good, but there's a way to go mm -hmm. about that that is not like cruel and vindictive and right. just like mean. Right. Yeah. He always used to say, too, that his thing was, like, he didn't totally get the whole mental health anxiety thing. Like, it just didn't, like, he couldn't understand it. But he, like, liked to have those patients so he could get more, like, understanding of it. So, basically, I think he just didn't realize how anxious and uncomfortable 
and upset he made me every single day. Like, I don't think he understood how much anxiety I was walking around being with him every day. <laughs> he was like, I just don't get it. I'm like, okay, how well. How not, like, understand that? I don't know. As a nurse, yeah, so, how do you not understand? I don't know. And it's not like he was a bad nurse. Like, he, he <laughs> treated his patients well, and they all liked him. Yeah. But, like, it was almost like it was a power trip or something. I don't know. I was like... <laughs> So I like, yeah. can totally picture this man. Like I've met the this man yeah, <laughs> at some man. point. You for sure have. You for sure have. Yeah. It's a type. Yeah. It's a so, type. Uh-huh. And it's a power. And type, I didn't realize. Right? I mean, it's yeah. It's like they he that type of person, like, is confident enough in their skills, and they've they're far enough removed from being a new grad that they just feel like they can treat you like that, um, mm-hmm. and, or like think they know best. And I'm going to I'm going to make sure that this sticks in her mind. And it's like, well, you know what? There's other ways of of uh, of learning and, and of teaching. And and that's why, like, people leave nursing or like, OK, I'm not talking to you. Watch. Um, <laughs> I feel like that's like, yeah, why people leave nursing or like, I don't know. It's like the nurses eat their young thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's mm-hmm. just it's BS. It's stupid. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't realize. It's all right. I so now at my new job, I haven't started on the floor yet. It's been three weeks of orientation, so I start tomorrow. And last week, I was talking with the nurse educator because she like pulled all of us in and was like just checking in and like, what are you stressed about? Like anything you want me to tell your preceptor before like you get there? Like blah blah, blah which is so sweet. I love her. And she asked me. She goes, "What are you stressed about?" And my eyes start to tear up, and I'm like, "Why are you starting to cry? Like, don't do that." And then I like try to pull myself together, but then I'm like, "I'm really sorry. Like, I guess I'm really tired. I don't know why I'm starting to cry." And she was like, "Oh my gosh, close the door!" So she closed the door, and I was like, Aww. "I'm so sorry. I guess I didn't realize how stressed I was to have a new preceptor. Like, I had a bad experience in the past, and like I didn't realize how anxious I was to like meet this person because I don't, I don't need, I don't want everything every day to feel like a test and feel like I'm being quizzed and then I need to know everything. And she was like, and I'm like crying in this woman's office. And she's like, no, like, and she was so sweet. And she was actually being too nice because then I couldn't stop crying because she was being so nice. Like I just kept crying, but she basically was like, if that ever happens, you come tell me, but it won't happen because this is my program and that's not how it's run. So I was just, I just, I didn't realize that I was still so stressed about that previous experience yeah but I mean, like, I don't yeah, blame you have you. PTSD like you said and um mm-hmm. I also think that that uh you have two I don't knows a day or whatever like if that would also be a cause of like so many errors I would imagine yeah. because if that's how you're teaching people and people are too afraid to ask you a question because they know that you're they're gonna get yelled at or made fun of or whatever like there's a chance that instead of figuring out the right way, you, you guess mm-hmm. and you, and you make an error yeah. and that's not, and that's not your fault. Like that would be, I think that's just, that's on him and people like that. That's just yeah. unacceptable. Yeah. Beat him up, Katie. Honestly, like I almost said, I cried my last day of clinical. I was so happy. I like shed <laughs> tears on the way home. I was like, I never have to go back. And I never will. Yeah. If they're no. if I'm in an ambulance and they're taking me there, I'm telling them to turn around and go somewhere else. <laughs> so. No. Oh my an God. Upward, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would be very traumatized. Um, yeah. How 
So how did you go about like finding your first nursing job? Like how was that experience for you? Well, so the, the woman that runs our nursing program was very adamant that we needed to get on top of jobs because you needed to apply by like February, January, February, or like March. Like, I think I ended up applying like right before spring break because she was like, you need to have a job like lined up. So I was beyond stressed that I wasn't going to get a job. And I applied to six places, five of them in New Hampshire and one in Maine. And I got interviews at every single one. And I did all the interviews in two weeks. I've never been more stressed in my life. I had to go out and buy business casual. I didn't own any of that. Um, And I went to the interviews and they went a lot better than I thought. They weren't as terrible because I've never actually had like a professional interview. So I was like sweating. Like I had pit stains every single time. Like it was bad, (laughs) but they all went great. And I got offers from every single one. So I was being dramatic. I did not need to do six, but my mom was like, I told you so. And I was like... (laughs) Yeah, so I had six options to choose from. Some I knew from the interviews, like, immediately that I wouldn't want to work there. Some I was like, maybe. I ended up narrowing it down to three, two in New Hampshire and Maine Med. Um, And it ultimately came down to, like, I have a place to live here with my mom, and then I'm going to move out, like, next month with a friend from high school. And I already have a place to live there. They paid the most up here. And I got a bonus. And I also was already in the main health system because I worked for another one of their hospitals. So it all just honestly made the most sense to come back home. So, and it was day shift. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's you made the right choice. It does sound like you made the right choice. That's awesome. Yeah. I love it. Um, Okay. Let's talk NCLEX. (laughs) Did you take the NCLEX before you applied for jobs? Or like Mm-mm. accepted a job or you took it after? I took it after. So it was like, you have this job contingent on the results of your NCLEX. It's so fucking stressful. Oh, my God. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I used UWorld to study, which is just like what everyone ended up doing. And I felt, I don't know, I kind of followed the herd and I did it. But I actually really liked it because I. Th- that's really all I did to study, too. I just did questions. They ha- I think there's like over, there's like a little under 3,000 questions on the UWorld bank. And I went through them all. And like some of them were like the next gen questions and some of them were normal questions. And their explanations just made so much sense. And so I would like carve out like three hours a day. I think I did it for like a month and just go and study. Yeah, it was terrible. I would do I would do 50 questions and then go through my notes and write down things I didn't know. And so I basically tried to do 150 questions a day, which I definitely didn't need to do. Um, but at the time I was so beyond stressed cause I needed to pass the NCLEX. Um, yeah, so that's how I studied and I, I scheduled to take my NCLEX on June 24th. I think I scheduled that like three weeks before. So like beginning of June, I knew when I was taking it, I only told my roommates, like my nursing best friends and my mom, I was like, nobody else gets to know. Um, and I just studied every day. And it was kind of nice because I would go with my friends to a coffee shop. And we all sit down for three hours with our big headphones and just study. So it was kind of nice to have other people to study with or to ask questions about. Like if there's like, I just really don't understand this and ask. Um, looking back, I shouldn't have studied at all because I don't think it made a difference. Like genuinely, I don't think I don't think it made me any smarter. I don't think I remembered anything from studying except maybe one niche thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah, but we were also the first with, like, the next-gen NCLEX, which just means that it has next-gen questions. It's like a 
case study based. Like it'll be like, here's your scenario. Here's the first part of your question. Like, what do you think their diagnosis is going to be? And then you choose it. And then it goes on to the next question, still has the same scenario. And it's usually about six questions per case study. But sometimes it's very humbling because like you have the first part and you hit submit, it goes to the next and say, oh, they have pancreatitis. And you click like gallbladder sounds and you're like, fuck, that was the right answer from the previous one. So you can't um, change it. <laughs> no. And you can't go back until you finish it. You can't, so you can't see what you did right until you finished all of it. Like when I was studying, I mean, so like, okay. but I honestly think the next gen's easier because it makes, it's like so much more critical thinking and application of what you actually know. Yeah. Because it gives you the whole scenario and then you just base questions off that instead of being like, do you know this random blurb about this one disease with this random answer? Sure. Which right. often I felt like I didn't. Same. <laughs> um, yeah. So then. I'm still shocked I passed. <laughs> me been too. seven years. <laughs> I just thank God that I never have to take it again. Um, but so I think I had to take it at like. 3 p.m. because that was the earliest time they had that day and it was a Saturday and I was taking it at home and I was taking it one of the same days as one of my roommates you took and it of home? course yeah I took it in Maine because I was getting my license in Maine no no I'm sorry I took it <laughs> like no I didn't take it at home Go. yes I took it at a testing center at home I was like no I didn't take it at home how <laughs> <laughs> no not at home sorry um but yeah, so I show up to the testing center, like feeling like I'm about to shit my pants. Um, and they like make you read that like sign in thing that's like, everything you do in here will be recorded. Don't cheat. Don't tell anyone about it all. And I honestly just stared at it long enough to what I felt like would be me reading it because I couldn't read it. I like couldn't focus enough to read that. So I handed it back to the lady and then they biometric scan your palm. I don't know if they made you guys do that. I was crazy. I don't think they like scan the remember. veins in your hands. Like you put it on. And so when you go out, if you have to use the bathroom, you have to scan out and scan back in. So they for sure know it's you. Oh my I don't God. know. I know. So I went, I sat down to take it. And so 85 is the least amount you could take it in this year. Like the next amount gen. of questions. Yeah. Was it 75 um, before? It used yeah. to be 75. Yeah. Okay. So 85. And then I think it goes up to like 150. I'm not quite sure. But so I sit down to take it and I'm like sitting than, in there. I think I had like it's up to 265. Oh, it was 75 to 265 is what I had it was. Really? Yeah. I, I could be so that. wrong. It could be 180, but I'm pretty sure it's only in the hundreds right now. Like how like as many as you can have. Wow. Yeah. Better. Yeah. I, yeah. So um, I sat down to take it and like my I'm going through it and I have never taken an exam slower. Like usually like. <laughs> on an exam it's like 30 seconds to a minute per question because if I don't know it, I don't know it. I choose the answer I move on yeah. I would sit in front of that question for like two to five minutes if I didn't know it like <laughs> racking my brain for anything yeah. and I didn't know every single question like I could probably tell you hands down I could tell you five that I knew that's it the rest oh of them I started God. to sweat like I I was like looking around and I was like okay you just need deep breaths just like calm yourself down um and I was hiding the amount of questions I could see because if I hit submit on 85 and it went to 86, I'm pretty sure I would have had a panic attack sitting in that seat. Yeah. So I'm going through it. And of course, though, my dumbass checks and it's at 83 questions. And I was like, so I just left it on. And I hit, I got to 85, I hit submit and the screen goes blank. So like I ended at 85, but I'm sitting here thinking I just failed at 85. Sure. Like I did so poorly. They just know that I failed at 85. 
So I leave and I go go out to my car and I'm like delirious. That room had no windows. It had no clocks. You're in the little like seclusion like desk. Cubicle. And the lady has, yeah, the lady has the camera that can see the, the bird's eye view of you. And she's in the window behind you staring at you the whole time. So I leave delirious. I get in my car. It's like raining. And I call my mom. And I'm like, I just finished 85. <laughs> and I was like, and I think I failed. And she's like, no, you didn't fail. Like, I come on, Katie, like, really? And I'm like, no, mom, like, genuinely. And I start to blubber. And I'm like, no, mom, like, really? Like, I only knew five. Like, it was terrible. I swear, I just failed in 85. And she's like, I'm sure you didn't. I'm sure you did great. I was like, mom, this is my future we're talking about. I can't even talk to you right now. How could you be so calm? So I hung up on her. <laughs> and then I cry in my car for 10 more minutes. And then I'm like, okay, you gotta, you gotta pull yourself together here. And I drive to like my home in Maine and I pick up a few things and I drive to my apartment down in New Hampshire because my other roommate who also took it the same day I looked at her text and she goes why did I just take the hardest exam of my life so I was like okay I need to go be with her so I just like picked myself up and I drove down to school and we kind of just uh wallowed in self-pity all night and talked about how hard it was like it was so hard yeah yeah Honestly, um, like, I feel like anyone could take it and pass with, with the amount of knowledge they have because none of my knowledge came from school. Like, I genuinely feel like I knew nothing. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, <laughs> I'm laughing because I literally had, like, the exact same experience as you. Like, I, I um, it, my test ended at 75 and I, like, panicked mm-hmm. i was like oh my god oh my god i failed i totally fucked like that was it was the hardest thing i've ever taken in my entire life i mm-hmm. never want to have any experience with that test ever again and then i took it the same day as my best friend from nursing school and then like and i think at the same time i think we were like maybe 10 minutes apart from each other or something and like I think we both ended at 75 questions from what i remember and like we went out of there and we were just like oh my god like we i can't even remember what we did i think we went and like started drinking <laughs> like we have to go <laughs> yep drinking immediately yeah i think the real question is like does anybody actually take the nclex and feel like they they passed because everyone that i've talked to like either actually failed or thinks that they failed and i had all of the questions i had 265 whatever <laughs> it, i don't know I how you did for that hours i was in there for hours it was like horrible it's the worst. Horrible. I mean, oh no, I would not. And then when well. it got to like 260, and then the last five questions, and I felt like, you know, they tell you it's like a line, and then you would get one right, and it would you'd be above the line, but then you knew if you got an easier question, you like got the last one wrong. So then you're just playing this mind game in your head, and like, I remember the last five questions, I was just like hyper focusing on them so much because I was like, this could make or break whether I pass or fail because I could be right on that line, you know? Yeah. And um, I was so, like, down on myself. I was like, I, I know I failed, and, like, you know, it's fine. I'll just reschedule to take it. But then you're like, oh, that's going to cost money. And, like, I was just, like, convinced. I was like, yeah, I failed, and somehow I passed. <laughs> My nerves, I don't know, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like anybody could pass that based on how I was feeling. I don't know. Yeah. But I, I, didn't, you... I don't think that. I was going to say a bit that your practice questions, though, are is what made you pass versus, like, studying material. It's the practice questions. It's getting used to that format, format. of question. That... Yeah, and UWorld is really cool. It looks exactly like the NCLEX. So, like, when the screen popped up, it looked like I was just, like, 
taking a practice test. Mm -hmm, Like, so it was very helpful. Honestly, and I loved it. Like, and I don't know, like, I guess like I technically I could narrow every question down to two answers, but I guess I guessed really well because it genuinely was down to two answers every single question. Yeah. I was like, so. Oh, I am so happy for you that you're done with it and that you never have to do it again. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I found out. So I didn't, we didn't know this because since we went to UNH, they were telling us like New Hampshire, New Hampshire rules for like the NCLEX. And they were like, so if you take on the weekend, it's going to take like two business days before you see your results. So I'm not thinking I'm not going to know till Tuesday. So I wake up the next morning and it's the first time I don't have school. I don't have a job. I don't have to study. And I lay in bed like a lump on a log for three hours from eight to 11 AM. I'm just on TikTok. Like I had nothing else to do with my life. Like I was like, I'm going to let myself have this morning. So then I, I like wake up and I'm like, finally decide maybe I'll get up. And I check my email. And I'm like scrolling through it. And I have an email from 601 that morning. And it was like, here is your certificate. And I was like, Oh my God. And so I like open it up at the bottom. I scroll down. It's like, Katie, BSN RN, here's your certificate. And so then I'm like, oh my God. So I run and I grab my laptop from my floor and I look up like the main state board of nursing registry. And so I look up my, like my own name and I go across it says RN, it says active. And I flo- oh. flung open my, my, my door at my apartment. I knew my two roommates were awake and I screamed. My roommate thought someone died. Like I screamed bloody murder. I was like, I passed. And I fell to the ground just sobbing. I have never been more relieved in my life. Oh, was like, oh my god what a feeling yeah. and i know get that you know no i almost crashed literally... my car because i found out in the car <laughs> my friend my oh other god. friend emily texted me and she said hey i, I saw you pass the NCA- nclex congrats and i was like ah, how did you I'm see like, that because yeah. she looked up your she your was stalking license yeah <laughs> that's amazing um I was like why did you know that before me <laughs> Oh my god. Well, imagine um taking the exam in California and you don't get to know for 3 to 6 weeks. That's insane. I would die. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was 3 weeks that I had to, 3 or 4 weeks that I had to wait. The suspense. So what did you, you do for 3 weeks? I was going to say, did you just like I mean, I was working. And, like, cry? You were? Yeah. Yeah, uh, not in the <laughs> hospital. I was just like, I worked at a restaurant and bar, and so I was just like, living my life, panicked. Like, it was terrible. Like, right, well, just in case, this is my backup plan. I'll just. <laughs> it was terrible. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Katie, you did it. It's awesome. I know. Katie BSN RN. I love it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Catherine. Um, so this week is like your first week on the floor, right? tomorrow yeah it's so exciting day. i know can't wait we to hear to come about back. it yeah yes and we can talk about like how orientation's going and yeah yeah how it's good. apparently i think i'm done before halloween like with my orientation it's only 11 weeks i think 11, if i okay. did the math right. okay. yeah yeah um, we, i'd love to hear about it <laughs> Good luck. Super You're exciting. Gonna crush you. You're gonna be great. Thank you. I hope so. Hopefully <laughs> yeah. I just hope your preceptor is lovely and kind and teaches you a lot. And me sounds, too. Yeah, it sounds like you're in a I good feel like program. it can't be worse. Yeah. Yeah. Can't get worse. Yeah. I don't yeah, think you made it through that. So. so that's that's really good. And like if the if it is bad, it sounds like you have 
people in your corner supporting you, like go to that educator and be like, look, this isn't a fit, you know? Right. You gotta exactly. look out for you because this is, this is your career. This is your job. And that's the person mm-hmm. training you. So I, yeah. I remember one of my preceptors for my capstone, I got placed at this, um, eating disorder clinic and it was like an eating disorder clinic and then a random like very small like pediatric med surge portion of it and she would just like disappear like I would just be by myself like I don't know what the fuck to do like where she is she would just and she like would not help me I should like look back and find um see if I can find my email that I like sent to get a new placement because it was like I detailed like all this shit that she was doing and she was terrible she wasn't like me. I mean, maybe she was mean. I probably think she was probably mean. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I was really sensitive, but um, yeah, she was terrible. And then I got I got to have my placement switched. So I was like, I can't. I'm not learning anything here. Yeah. I also wanted to do NICU, and I'm in an eating disorder clinic. Very different. <laughs> Very different. Maybe the only similar similarities are like the feeding tubes. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's rough. Mine, my, I had like three different preceptors. I feel like they were all, they were all like very good nurses. Um, one of my preceptors, and I love her, but I love her now. But like, God, she was just so. I mean, and NICU too. Like, people are just so specific about the way that they mm-hmm. do things. And now I'm very specific. Like, you know, I want my bed made a certain way. The baby needs to be tucked and positioned a certain way. And eh. and I'll I'll like redo it really nicely. Like I'll be I'll let the student do it, and then I'm like okay I'm just gonna and then I just go in and I like tuck them in the way that I want them and stuff but what she would do that too and I always just felt I just felt so sad I was like dang like I thought I did a good job <laughs> but it just takes time you know it just takes time and experience mm-hmm. and like you learn but you're gonna be great I'm so excited for you yes thank you I'm, I'm excited so too a little bit yeah the real adult awesome. world. It's nice that, yeah, like, it's we're on the other side of COVID, too, and, like, it's going to feel mm-hmm. a little bit more, more, a little bit more normal. So mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming. Yes. On. Thank you for having me. It was fun. This is yeah. yeah, we'll super fun. We'll definitely have you <laughs> okay. back on. Hear all about your orientation. Yeah. Do you want to okay. um, plug your Instagram? <laughs> Okay, Go follow is, Katie. Is, is Katie O. Donald. That's what it is. Yeah. Should I spell it out? Probably not. Really. Well, we'll tag you and um, yeah. send some pics. So exciting. Stuff. I know. Usually <laughs> we're on the pod. This is great. I love it. It is great. All right, guys. Well, we'll see you. Well, you'll hear us next week. <laughs> yeah, we do have an episode that we recorded previously so you will hear us <laughs> yes we're we're trying to be prepared <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right bye guys bye guys i feel like we got some good stuff in there maybe this podcast is produced by emily richardson and hannah quirk the intro music is by dan lemire Please help us out and rate, review, and subscribe. You can find us on Instagram at drunkordelirious or send us an email at drunkordelirious at gmail.com.